Ciao! Mi chiamo Heidi e sono un'americana che abita a Vicenza in Italia. Sto parlando italiano e state ascoltando The Fluent Show. Welcome to The Fluent Show, our podcast all about loving, living and learning languages and today about the wider world of learning. I have got such an interesting topic for you, but first of all, let me tell you who I am. Hello, my name is Kirsten Cable from fluentlanguage.co.uk. I am your podcast host for The Fluent Show and here to tell you about anything and everything interesting from the big wide world of learning another language. Now, today's podcast is going to be a little bit different. I've got a solo episode for you. I'm not answering a listener question. I've put together stories, lessons and things I really want to share with you. And I've thought about the world of podcasting today from the point of view of language learning. So we're going to talk about three big lessons that I have learned through becoming a podcaster. And this is all in the context of podcasting in general and how much I would like to offer you the chance to maybe open up this world for yourself. A little bit more later about that. Uh, first of all, I want to give a shout out to not just our sponsor, but first of all, my friend or our friends at PodRef Day, particularly Steph Fuccio, who is the founder, creator of this idea, PodRef Day. What is PodRef Day? Pod, podcast, rev, review, day, well, day. <laughs> Every eighth of the month is PodRef Day. So this is my episode closest to PodRef Day. And as I'm talking about podcasting to you, I wanted to give a shout out to PodRef Day, which is a day when you are encouraged to pick any podcast that you really, really love. Head over to Apple Podcasts, you can go to Stitcher or you can go to Podchaser, one of my particular favorites, the website podchaser.com. Pop it in the show notes and just leave a review for a podcast that you really, really love. Support your fellow podcasters, support your podcasters that you like that bring you interesting stories and cool things to think about and reflections on the big wide world and keep you company every single week many of us and it's a way to support without without even having to pay any money if you want to take it further please do head over to patreon and support the fluent show on patreon but my goal with this episode is just to mention to you on the 8th of May, that's your next PodRev Day. So consider which podcast you might be able to support on PodRev Day. I'll pop a link in the show notes, which are going to be at fluent.show slash 213. It's the one place you have to look for everything I'm mentioning in this episode, including our sponsor, Yabla. Y-A-B-L-A is the way to spell the website with all the videos you need for learning a language. Excuse my spontaneous singing. It's not exactly the Top Tools jingle. <laughs> Yes, now it's switched it off. Okay. <laughs> um, Yabla, that's where I was. Yabla is a website where you can find videos in English, 
Chinese, Italian, Spanish, French and German. If you're a learner of any of those languages, please, please head to yabla.com slash show to watch my video introduction to how Yabla works. It is like YouTube on language learning steroids in a healthy way. Yes, <laughs> it is YouTube absolutely with all that interesting content, all the good bits about YouTube. You know, you can watch anything you want. You can find anything you want. It's up to date and you'll find something that interests you, except you'll also know before you switch the video on what the difficulty level of it is. And you'll have the transcript right there, clickable so you can look up the vocab in it. And it is chopped up into really manageable chunks to boost your listening comprehension in any of those languages that I mentioned. Mentioned. You can loop every single sentence, every single line of dialogue. You can slow it down and it's pitch corrected so it sounds really good. And like I said, you can just click every word, study it. And I found with Chinese, it massively like being able to watch something interesting, fun, that I can just click one button and hear it again and again and again until I really hear those different sounds, those tones, those different words. For me, it was an absolute, absolute winner. So head over to yabla.com slash Fluent Show. I'm so pleased to recommend it. And thank you so much to Yabla for supporting the Fluent Show. Now, you know, listeners, listener, how much I love podcasting because you hear me do it all the time. You hear me talking to you on mic and telling you about things from the world of learning another language. You hear me interviewing really super cool people that I'm excited to meet. I'm here in teaching season. I've got so many cool people. We've just spoken to Aubrey. Next week, we've got Holly, language teaching and learning with visual impairments. I love the way it allows me to bring you so many different angles. And my goal this week with this podcast episode is to open you up to an idea. Could you start a podcast? A little one? Maybe a big one? Maybe for your business? Maybe for a project? Maybe for other language learners? Many language learners have done this. I'm thinking about actual fluency. That came from a learner, Chris, wanting to know more about the journey. Think about the Speaking Tongues podcast, Lovely L, interviewing language multilinguals and language experts from all around the world. And maybe you are a language teacher and you want to make something to help your students, which is roughly how this podcast started, The Fluent Show, back when it was called The Creative Language Learning Podcast. There are so many good reasons to start a podcast. It is not, I promise you, it is not as scary as you think. And let me just give a quick plug because this month I have with so many things to celebrate, I have decided to come out the woodwork and offer to teach you how to start your own podcast. I'm putting together a live class. It's called Podcasting 101. And it really is for you if you're pod curious, if you are starting a podcast and you want to know more about it. I'll tell you a little bit more later. First of all, I've collected a reason. I've collected a reason. I've collected a list of reasons for starting a podcast, why it is so great. And why, if you are any kind of content creator, this really is where it comes into the, the online teaching world, because I think we do live in a world where this, this sort of content creation, you know, saying important things that people can, where people can understand what we stand for, that is the way to market yourself well 
if you are creating something online, to be honest, even if you are creating something offline, it is to me a good, honest, authentic way to market yourself. And podcasting, where you can hear the giggles, where you can hear when so, how somebody's feeling, you can hear the excitement in somebody's voice. That is where a podcaster comes in and presents their true self. You also, if you are a teacher and you're interested in creating a podcast, you build authority. That means people know that you know what you're talking about, which is very, very important. And many people want to know, like, how can I be seen as a professional? How can I put myself in a place where I feel confident to set my prices in a way that I need so that this can become a sustainable project rather than a, you know, a hobby? And podcasting really builds authority for you. So it's going to do exactly what you want. It is an unbelievably effective marketing tool because... I believe hard selling doesn't make anybody's heart particularly happy. It's not hard selling, it's hard selling. And there is just no need for the hard sell with podcast listeners because you who are listening, you got to know me over a long time and you know whether you want to trust me or not. And recently somebody got in touch with me asking me all these questions about one of my online courses and it, I felt like he was he was trying to talk me in, trying to get me to talk him into this course. And I said, well, that's, you know, th this is what's in the course. This is the content. This is what can do for you. And um, he said, oh, I don't know. That does that sounds that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound like what I'm looking for. And I said, no problem. You can just listen to my podcast. It is free. And then he said, I have listened to your podcast, but I didn't like it. And for me, that was the perfect opportunity to say, well, if you didn't like my podcast, there is a chance you're not going to enjoy my courses because my teaching style is, is the honest style that I bring to how I teach and how I create the podcast. And if somebody didn't enjoy that at all and was looking for something completely different, they're not going to enjoy anything I create, be it a retreat or be it the smallest course or be it one of my books. So podcasting for you as, say, an online teacher, for you as a creator, somebody who makes courses, it is your wonderful opportunity to give people a really easy sample of what you create on a regular basis and show them that you know what you're talking about and you do it with enthusiasm and you show up and to also demonstrate your style. So if somebody doesn't like it, they don't, they don't actually have to ask you 20 questions because they can just decide they don't like it. Now, if you are still listening and you're still here with me, then you do like it. And I cannot wait to tell you even more about this. Uh, podcasts are also... To me, still at this point, it's getting harder and harder, but they are a democratic, diverse space. In podcasting, you get to listen to conversations that you wouldn't otherwise have access to. That doesn't necessarily always have to be an interview with Michelle Obama. It can just be two people talking to each other about things that they're familiar with, about things that they're comfortable with. I've had this with podcasts where I knew I just wouldn't I just wouldn't have the wonderful privilege of of listening to this conversation and if I'm coming to it with an open mind as a listener 
I can learn so, so much and it can increase my tolerance in the world. So to me, podcasting is still a relatively democratic space and you own your content. You're not putting it on Instagram.com slash whatever. You actually can completely control what it looks like, who owns the content and no one can ever take it away from you. You're not subject to some kind of algorithm. I love that about it. Now, finally, I've got such a long list. Um, podcasting is really great for relationship building and networking. So if you like working with other people and you want more and more people to hear about you as an expert in your field and connect with you, but you also want to get those maybe speaking inquiries, the chance to be on other podcasts and to talk to people that you truly, truly admire. If you have a podcast that I have found is with The Fluent Show, you sort of have the world's best business card because you can you can give people this access to getting to know you. It is a wonderful way to connect with future students, future customers, you know, you who are listening. But it is also a wonderful, wonderful way to connect with others in your industry who you admire, who you want to connect with and learn from. Because you've got somewhere to invite them to and who doesn't love that? Now, I thought it would be fun to put together a summary from a language learning perspective as well, because it does work like that, of what podcasting has taught me over the course of the last seven and a half years. That's long, how long this show has been going. And I want to tie it back, like I said, to the bigger picture. So here are three ways that podcasting has made me, I believe, better at languages and better at teaching languages. And it can really, really do that for you too. Number one, consistent improvements and the joy of curiosity. If you have a big goal, be it become fluent in French, be it set up your business and get students so that you can have your dream job, you know, perhaps your dream job, you know, teaching Italian online, teaching French online, being an ambassador for this language. If you've got a big goal like that, it will require your commitment. No two ways about that. And that is when you start, you agree to contribute to that goal. You agree to doing the work, right? Because it's something you want to achieve. We're all on the same page with that. With a podcast, the nature of what you create does mean that there will be a bunch of episodes. Let's say we're aiming for 10 in the first instance. And that means you probably can't get it all done in a day. You need to get organized. You need to work on the project consistently and you need to work out how to produce something good. So you've got to have a system. I started the Creative Language Learning Podcast, which is now called The Fluent Show, seven and a half years ago with my laptop, with a jingle created by my friend Jonathan and the will to spend an afternoon in GarageBand, which is just the pre-installed audio thingy on my computer. That is how we started. Listening back to my older episodes, ooh, you know, so many things have changed about uh, just many things that I have learned. I restructured, I renamed, I rebranded. It looks better now. Uh, I re-edited. I learned how to create systems that help me get organized and book in guests and work with other people. And I've got myself more of this kind of stuff that makes me sound better, which is, I mean... Your ears, thank me, I hope. Now, the thing is, 
you're looking at this now. And as I've been speaking to people about starting podcasting, this is something I consistently noticed. You People look at, you know, where I'm at now with uh, a, a microphone and a boom arm and nice headphones and being able to know what a waveform is. You know, all these, this built up experience. And it's the same as when you look at somebody who has been learning a language for seven years. And they've consistently worked at it. They all they started out saying uh, "Je m'appelle Frank," right? And now they, maybe they're speaking fluent, beautiful French. We look at people where they are, and it's so easy to forget that none of this happened overnight. Nobody can be perfect overnight. And at the heart of it all, I am still me, ready to talk about anything and everything, and enjoying the process. And that's true all the way through the journey. So the joy for me in podcast creation and in language learning is not about cranking out perfection and it isn't even about the end goal. That's my life lesson number one, really. It is about having fun and capturing fun just by being the most you that you can be. And if you are feeling pod curious, maybe now it's it, it's a great time to learn a little bit more because it's not a big commitment. There's no obligation to create a podcast for the next 10 years. It's just like dabbling in a language. You've got to start from this place of curiosity. You've got to start looking at it and feeling like, can I be inspired here? Can I just learn a little bit, a little bit more? That's the motivation. You want to know how to stay motivated? You take it day by day, you take the small steps, you take the small rewards, uh, your first listener, maybe your first review. Oh my God, like it's it's so exciting. The first time maybe you get feedback, the first time somebody says, I listened to something you said and it clicked with me and you feel like, oh, it was worth it. It was worth putting myself out there. And motivation can also be internal. I have had times where continuing this podcast felt mm, really scary for me. I had kind of doubled around and I felt like, well, okay, I've got maybe like there's these 10, 15 people who listen. Do I want to, do I want to continue kind of telling them about these things? Do I still have something interesting to say? And this was like at episode 40 and now we're at episode 200 and gosh, are there interesting things to say? And where it, where it came down to for me was my mission and my values. Do I want people to get excited about languages? Yes. And do I want to represent in this space as a woman with a microphone, a, a, a girl who grew up not thinking, thinking she had two left hands, being told she had two left hands. Actually, I'm left-handed, so, huh? <laughs> but, you know, knowing how to, you know, being able to learn how to use my gear, being able to understand a little bit more about something that feels so technical. Do I want to do this? Actually, heck yes. So it is about motivation, but the most important point of this is it's not about the end result. Podcasting, just like language learning, is something that you can start playing around with, dabble a little bit with, and every single day you get a little bit better and that is the enjoyable part. That is the magic. Now, my second lesson is about teamwork, trusting and daring. When I first made The Fluent Show, 
when I first made the Creative Language Learning Podcast. I made it on my own. Just like with my language tutoring business, how I started, an online language teacher. I was a full one-woman show and that meant doing my own edits, my own publishing, my own notes. And you can look back to what it looked like, what it sounded like. It was good, but you can hear that I was just trying something out, that I was finding my feet. I'm not going to link back to any episodes. You can really look if you're that interested. <laughs> but, you know... I didn't know how to make it sound interesting, how to bring in music. So I'm not a practiced musician. So in fact, my friend Jonathan pitched in with the jingle. Message me if you remember this one. <laughs> my husband had a microphone that he allowed me to use. My husband is into tech. He's a developer. He's into making things, fixing things. And he has an eye for detail and an ear for detail that really isn't my strength. My husband, Christian, had lots of helpful suggestions for making a podcast sound better. He's, he is into, into the sound. And I became very dedicated to making better sound as well. So over time, we settled into a system that allowed me to get a little help from him with with the episodes, with the interview episodes, without wrecking our harmony at home. And Christian is now part of the Fluent Show system. Another person who helps with the show these days is Sarah. You heard her in episode 200, Sarah, Sarah, um, bringing on a bunch of tough quiz questions. And Sarah helps me wrangle the guests so they know when to show up and they know, you know, we get their profile all set up. Now, one of the big dreams I had for this show at the start, the visions I had, was a co-hosted uh, a buddy show where I can just hang out with my friend and have you participating, you know, you listeners participating in this chat. Like I said before, podcasts give you that access that you wouldn't maybe otherwise have. And I remember when I first got in touch with Lindsay, who you know is my regular co-host on this show, and asked her if she wants to be involved with the Creative Language Learning Podcast. Each of these steps has made the podcast better. Each of these steps was scary AF because I had to ask other people to get involved and start caring about my little project. It means you get a better experience. It means I have a better experience, but it it, it needed me to trust others to support me, just like your language learning project does, just like becoming a teacher is, is you know, it's such a big part of it. I needed others to support me and I had to trust that they wouldn't, I don't know, laugh me up a hill. And that's been scary. When you have a project that you care about, it can be quite it can feel a little daunting to justify proper time and attention. And that is, and to know that it's not just okay, but actually a really good thing. If you are dedicating yourself to something because you personally care about it. So my message and my lesson from being a podcaster has been, if you have a vision or something that you are into and you want to just get better, you are allowed to invest time, invest money, invest your brain energy into truly pursuing the goal that you are aiming for. 
You don't have to show some kind of track record of success. You don't have to be in some kind of pre-selected group of people. Um, and only these people are likely to achieve this. No, 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 no. You're not on a schedule. You don't have to be fast. You don't have to be successful fast. You can be as slow as you want to be. You can just dare to go for it just like that. You're allowed to do that. And in fact, when you do something that you're excited about and you get better and better at it, that is a beautiful thing. This is why I love it when adults learn a language and they don't have to, <laughs> because you are dedicating yourself to a huge project. And I am honored and delighted to be supporting you in the process. This is the same why I love it when somebody wants to start a podcast or become a language teacher, because it's about sharing a passion and a mission and a sort of commitment to, you know, making other people's lives just a little bit better by helping them out. Now, lesson number three that podcasting taught me is about being myself and speaking just the way I speak. Here is the thing. Podcasting is really, really vulnerable, especially at first. It's like leaving a message on your friend's answer phone times 700. Because sharing such direct access to your voice, to your breath, to your physicality, that's vulnerable. For you as language learners, you know that feeling, right? Don't we just know that feeling? Someone hearing your voice, someone hearing your accent. Oh my God, your thoughts as you become a, a better speaker. That is putting yourself out there as, as less than perfect. And over the years, podcasting has taught me how to become more comfortable with the sound of my voice and the way that I express myself. In conversations, I have learned invaluable skills about listening, about prompting good answers and about supporting my conversation partner. It was one of my early early goals and still is to become a, a better interviewer. And I'll give you the reason for that, by the way. I am super extroverted. I think definitely when I take quizzes, I'm pretty extroverted and I can see it in myself. Extroverts are not automatically gifted communicators. It is not the same thing. There is so much that can go wrong, especially in conversation, I think. And I think many introverted or shy people struggle with the idea of podcasting, with this self-expression part. But trust me, introverts make amazing podcasters and particularly there's many things that come natural to an introvert are so good in interviews. So don't feel like your that aspect of your personality should hold you back at all. Extroverts like me have got some really bad habits that need to be improved on. Interrupting, speaking without thinking, thoughts that go nowhere. You can edit everything you say. You can edit it all out. I, In fact, I've just learned the expression speaker's remorse. So if you say something and you think, oh my God, what was I just saying? Oh my God, that doesn't, that is so bad. With podcasting, you can go back and you can edit it you, before you put it out in public. So you get to polish a little bit. But trust me, my philosophy has become, hey, put it in well first time. Do your best possible job. Don't aim for perfection. Be a real human and save yourself the work. Podcasting has taught me how to become a better communicator in every possible way. Interviewing, clarity, breathing, cutting out the word um, <laughs> cutting out you know, and I can still get better and better. And 
it's the same with so much in language learning and in teaching if you do something again if you're doing it consistently you get incre incrementally better and better and better but you must be comfortable you must be cool with showing up and being yourself right from the start that is the magic and that is where you really can make a difference and this is the same with learning and teaching no matter what your voice sound like sounds like no matter what your accent sounds like, no matter how you speak, you do not have to change who you are in order to become a podcaster. You do not have to change who you are in order to, to become a good language learner. Everyone's got an accent. Everyone. You know, newsreaders who speak newsreader accent they have an accent newsreader accent so the payoff for you and for me is that this is just an incredible way podcasting for me has been an incredible way of learning how to communicate even as I am sat here talking into a microphone and there's nobody else there that has actually made me better because it's been so much about speaking and listening and I'm still learning oh my god and I still have so much to improve on and you know that relationship goes both ways. So for you as a podcaster, yes, I make myself vulnerable because you can hear me talk and breathe, but you allow me to come with you while you are doing the dishes, driving, running, walking and eating. And for those of you out there who are considering making content, where else, what else could you possibly make that will allow you to be a part of somebody else's everyday so thank you, thank you, thank you so much. This is so much more fun and I think so much more impactful than some kind of search engine optimized blog post. Now, those were my three lessons really that podcasting has taught me about being a learner and a teacher in general. Number one, consistent improvements and the joy of curiosity. Remember, people didn't start where they are now. Number two, teamwork, trusting and daring. Remember, you and the vision that you have are worth that effort that you're going to put into it, worth pursuing. It's worth having the fun. It's worth doing it, no matter what anybody else says. And number three, if you just show up as yourself, that is perfect and that is good enough. And in fact, it's more than good enough. It is great. Now, if I have. Hopefully, if I have excited you, if I have made you podcast curious, let me take five minutes just to tell you about Podcasting 101. This is my new live workshop. So after 213 episodes, over one and a half million downloads, what? 77 podcast guests and so many episodes with my wonderful co-host, Lindsay, I want to share everything I know about how to start a podcast for yourself. And I am going back to basics I believe launching a podcast, it is liberating, creative and extremely good for business. My followers discover me through the podcast twice more than through anything else I do, even women in language. The workshop that I am going to be teaching you, it's perfect for you if you are maybe in the beginning stages of starting a podcast and you want a clear roadmap to success. If you've started one and you want to make it better, you want some tips, you want my trade secrets to make it as good as it can be. 
Maybe if you are interested in podcasting, but you're thinking, oh my God, how much work is this going to be? And you just want a system that will allow you to publish on a regular schedule easily without having to make yourself work so, so, so hard. Or if you're just unsure of your voice or your message and you want to express yourself with confidence, this workshop is going to do a lot for you and it's going to help you turn your listeners into customers or into students if you're an online teacher because it really works. Um, it will be delivered live. There will be a replay. So if you can't make it, don't worry, you can watch the replay as many times as you would ever like. And I've also prepared a fantastic workbook for you. And all of that together is going to be in the first instance, available for $59 for a very limited time only. So if you are pod curious or you're ready to become this wonderful podcast communicator, you want to grow your business, you want to grow this project, have so much fun, you should not miss Podcasting 101. That's my big message for you to close with. You can learn more at fluentlanguage.co.uk slash podcasting 101. And of course, I'm going to pop it in the show notes for this episode. And that really is it from me. Thank you so much for your time. And I hope this was an interesting episode for you here in this teaching season, here this new structure for 2021. I am trying out new things. I'm still experimenting and I'm still having an awful lot of fun podcasting. And I just hope that I can infuse you and maybe, maybe you're ready to share your voice as well. So I might see you podcasting 101. Either way, if you've enjoyed this episode of The Fluent Show and it happens to be maybe Pod Ref Day, don't forget to head out and leave a review and you can subscribe or if you're using Apple, it's now called Follow This Podcast for free anywhere on the internet. The website is fluent.show. You can email me any questions at all about the podcasting workshop or about this podcast or about your language learning. Maybe you want some advice. Email me to hello at fluentlanguage.co.uk. I am at Fluent Language on Twitter and at K-E-R-S-T-I-N underscore Fluent on Instagram. I'll see you over there. That's it from me. Goodbye.